The technology likely to have the greatest impact on the next few decades has arrived. You can start building completely new concepts for payments that we've never thought of. Move the need for a financial intermediary to transact value. Bitcoin and the blockchain have an amazing future. This is going to transform society. Hello everybody and welcome. Today's topic of discussion is going to be different Ethereum tokens. So ERC20 versus ERC223 versus ERC721. Let's get into things. So to begin with, I think it's worth mentioning what ERC actually stands for. So ERC stands for Ethereum Request for Comment. And then the number that goes alongside the ERC abbreviation signals the standard for it. So as I just mentioned, we have the ERC721, ERC223 and ERC20 token. And these are the three token standards which we're going to be exploring today. So to begin with, the ERC20. ERC20 is the standard that almost all Ethereum-based tokens use. EOS, Binance Coin and VeChain are all examples of different ERC20 tokens. ERC20 tokens are built on the Ethereum platform and are only to be used upon the Ethereum blockchain. In its simplest sense, ERC20 is a language upon which users can transfer value from one to another. They follow a list of standards so that different tokens are easily interchangeable and the process of storing them is made easier as wallet developers must only support one type of token and thus no extra coding is required. Also, as there is already a common standard for launching a token, teams who want to launch an ICO can do so with ease as long as their developers can code in Solidity. Ethereum's programming language. And as almost all ICOs are built on the Ethereum blockchain, most developers in the blockchain world do know how to code in Solidity. The main problem of the ERC20 token is that if you send the token to a wrong Ethereum smart contract, then your funds are lost forever. Which brings us on to the next Ethereum token standard, the ERC223 token. Generally speaking, ERC223 tokens are extremely similar to the ERC20 standard, but they differ as an ERC223 coin has the ability to be recovered when sent to an incorrect address. Whilst many argue that this improvement only benefits a select few users who make the mistake, however, I have some statistics revealing how much has been lost in different contracts using the ERC20 token. So in total, 310,000 tokens are stuck in Gollum smart contracts, which is roughly worth $64,000. An additional 242 rep tokens are stuck in Augur contracts, currently worth $4,000. And lastly, roughly $56,000 of DAO tokens are stuck in DigiDAO contracts. So ERC223 token users need not worry about selecting a specific wallet that accepts their token standard as ERC-223 is backwards compatible with ERC-20, meaning every software that supports ERC-20 will also support ERC-223. The process of transferring an ERC-20 token from a wallet to a smart contract is a two-step process and thus requires two separate transactions. ERC-223 boasts a trade of merging the two processes into one which saves the consumer on gas fees. 
Gas fees are the fees paid alongside an Ethereum-based transaction and they are obligatory. You may have noticed that there is an absence of gas when transferring cryptos from a centralized exchange, but this is just because the centralized exchanges choose the gas price and simply levy it to, levy it to your transfer as a fixed fee, whereas when conducting a transfer on a decentralized wallet, you're free to select the fee you pay in gas, taking into account that the higher the gas, the more likely the transaction is to be accepted by the ETH miners. ERC-223 standard aims to improve on the ERC-20 standard by notifying receivers that a transaction has occurred. With ERC-20, there is no way to handle incoming token transactions and no way to reject any non-supported tokens. ERC-223 aims to improve on these by implementing additional functions to their smart contract. Whilst the development of the ERC-223 token is still young, the people behind it are pushing for it to be recognized and as an official EIP, an Ethereum Improvement Protocol. There are very few live ERC-223 tokens with Digitex Futures being the most famous one. At the bottom of the article, or if you go to our web version of this podcast, you will find a useful link section. And at the bottom of the article there, I've left a link to all the decentralized exchanges that trade these token standards. So now we move on to the final one, ERC721. So ERC721 is an Ethereum improvement proposal introduced by Dieter Shirley in late 2017. The ERC721 token differs much more than the other two standard and is particularly unique because unlike the other two token standard types, ERC721 tokens are non-fungible, meaning they are irreplaceable. With ERC20 and ERC223 token types, the two that we've already discussed, the token has a supply of identical tokens. ERC721 tokens are unique, rare, and can therefore be used for a score of different ways than previously offered by previous token standards. ERC721 brings the chance to digitalize assets and tokenize them individually in a simple manner. Why not tokenize your sacred vintage Pokemon card that you've been worried about losing by giving it a unique ID, a like to a private key, and then storing it safely on the blockchain? Not only would the blockchain secure it perfectly, but it would provide extra digital value to it and make it a more liquid asset as you can trade it with anyone anywhere in the world, as opposed to having to physically trade your Pokemon card. The ERC721 token standard can be compared to mankind's earlier use of money, whereby people exchanged things that had value to specific people. For example, a bladesmith may accept a rare metal when conducting a trade, as the metal serves a purpose for them. A farmer, however, may not accept the metal, as it provides no additional value to them. This is where sovereign currencies, in this analogy they are the ERC20 tokens, are useful as they provide value to anyone in the trade. The metal, the ERC721 token, can be useful in some instances, but it doesn't exist to replace the ERC20 token, it exists to offer an alternative when beneficial. Although more complex and gas intensive, at the least, creating a non-fungible ERC721 token with a handful of variables is still far less expensive than creating a smart contract per each asset instead. At the time of publishing this post, the ERC721 token is not an official standard and is undergoing inspections.
And that, ladies and gentlemen, marks the end of another episode of Blog Broadcasts. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, or even if you didn't, would you mind leaving a rating in your designated podcast app just so that we can get some feedback and hopefully deliver better content in the future? This is Felix from the Crypto Authority, and I am out. The technology likely to have the greatest impact on the next few decades has arrived. You can start building completely new concepts for payments that we've never thought of. Move the need for a financial intermediary to transact value. Bitcoin and the blockchain have an amazing future. This is going to transform society. Hello everybody and welcome. Today's topic of discussion is going to be different Ethereum tokens. So ERC-20 versus ERC-223 versus ERC-721. Let's get into things. So to begin with, I think it's worth mentioning what ERC actually stands for. So ERC stands for Ethereum Request for Comment. And then the number that goes alongside the ERC abbreviation signals the standard for it. So as I just mentioned, we have the ERC-721, ERC-223 and ERC-20 token. And these are the three token standards which we're going to be exploring today. So to begin with, the ERC-20. ERC-20 is the standard that almost all Ethereum-based tokens use. EOS, Binance Coin, and VeChain are all examples of different ERC-20 tokens. ERC-20 tokens are built on the Ethereum platform and are only to be used upon the Ethereum blockchain. In its simplest sense, ERC-20 is a language upon which users can transfer value from one to another. They follow a list of standards so that different tokens are easily interchangeable and the process of storing them is made easier as wallet developers must only support one type of token and thus no extra coding is required. Also, as there is already a common standard for launching a token, teams who want to launch an ICO can do so with ease as long as their developers can code in Solidity. Ethereum's programming language. And as almost all ICOs are built on the Ethereum blockchain, most developers in the blockchain world do know how to code in Solidity. The main problem of the ERC-20 token is that if you send the token to a wrong Ethereum smart contract, then your funds are lost forever. Which brings us on to the next Ethereum token standard, the ERC-223 token. Generally speaking, ERC-223 tokens are extremely similar to the ERC-20 standard, but they differ as an ERC-223 coin has the ability to be recovered when sent to an incorrect address. Whilst many argue that this improvement only benefits a select few users who make the mistake, however, I have some statistics revealing how much has been lost in different contracts using the ERC-20 token. So in total, 310,000 tokens are stuck in Gollum smart contracts, which is roughly worth $64,000. An additional 242 rep tokens are stuck in Augur contracts, currently worth $4,000. And lastly, roughly $56,000 of DAO tokens are stuck in DigiDAO contracts. So ERC-223 token users need not worry 
about selecting a specific wallet that accepts their token standard as ERC-223 is backwards compatible with ERC-20, meaning every software that supports ERC-20 will also support ERC-223. The process of transferring an ERC-20 token from a wallet to a smart contract is a two-step process and thus requires two separate transactions. ERC-223 boasts a trade of merging the two processes into one which saves the consumer on gas fees. Gas fees are the fees paid alongside an Ethereum-based transaction and they are obligatory. You may have noticed that there is an absence of gas when transferring cryptos from a centralized exchange, but this is just because the centralized exchanges choose the gas price and simply levy it to your transfer as a fixed fee, whereas when conducting a transfer on a decentralized wallet, you're free to select the fee you pay in gas, taking into account that the higher the gas, the more likely the transaction is to be accepted by the ETH miners. ERC-223 standard aims to improve on the ERC-20 standard by notifying receivers that a transaction has occurred. With ERC-20, there is no way to handle incoming token transactions and no way to reject any non-supported tokens. ERC-223 aims to improve on these by implementing additional functions to their smart contract. Whilst the development of the ERC-223 token is still young, the people behind it are pushing for it to be recognized and as an official EIP, an Ethereum Improvement Protocol. There are very few live ERC-223 tokens with Digitex Futures being the most famous one. At the bottom of the article, or if you go to our web version of this podcast, you will find a useful link section. And at the bottom of the article there, I've left a link to all the decentralized exchanges that trade these token standards. So now we move on to the final one, ERC721. So ERC721 is an Ethereum improvement proposal introduced by Dieter Shirley in late 2017. The ERC721 token differs much more than the other two standard and is particularly unique because unlike the other two token standard types, ERC721 tokens are non-fungible, meaning they are irreplaceable. With ERC20 and ERC223 token types, the two that we've already discussed, the token has a supply of identical tokens. ERC721 tokens are unique, rare, and can therefore be used for a score of different ways than previously offered by previous token standards. ERC721 brings the chance to digitalize assets and tokenize them individually in a simple manner. Why not tokenize your sacred vintage Pokemon card that you've been worried about losing by giving it a unique ID, a like to a private key, and then storing it safely on the blockchain? Not only would the blockchain secure it perfectly, but it would provide extra digital value to it and make it a more liquid asset as you can trade it with anyone anywhere in the world, as opposed to having to physically trade your Pokemon card. The ERC721 token standard can be compared to mankind's earlier use of money, whereby people exchanged things that had value to specific people. For example, a bladesmith may accept a rare metal when conducting a trade, as the metal serves a purpose for them. A farmer, however, may not accept the metal, as it provides no additional value to them. This is where sovereign currencies, in this analogy they are the ERC20 tokens, are useful as they provide value to anyone in the trade. 
The metal, the ERC721 token, can be useful in some instances, but it doesn't exist to replace the ERC20 token, it exists to offer an alternative when beneficial. Although more complex and gas-intensive, at the least, creating a non-fungible ERC721 token with a handful of variables is still far less expensive than creating a smart contract per each asset instead. At the time of publishing this post, the ERC721 token is not an official standard and is undergoing inspections. And that, ladies and gentlemen, marks the end of another episode of Blog Broadcasts. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, or even if you didn't, would you mind leaving a rating in your designated podcast app just so that we can get some feedback and hopefully deliver better content in the future? This is Felix from the Crypto Authority and I am out.